Welcome to this episode of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about and, well, also narrate an article uh, titled Six Attitudes We Need When Studying the Bible. And this was written on the uh, the publishing website of Crossway, which also gives the ever so uh, popular ESV translation of the Bible. And it is also an article written by one of my favorite theologians, in the modern era, which is Eric Tonis, who is currently the theology uh, professor at at uh, the Biola University in California, and I think that the prevalent reason why he is one of my favorite theologians today is just his joy when sharing the truths of Scripture. Yes, there is a there is certainly a seriousness aspect to it, but there should also be a joy in the sense that this is the heart of God. And and there's also, in some sense, also an urgency to also share the truths of God as well. And and I think this article paints a very good uh, picture on how we should view our Bible and how we should read it. And that it's not just some, I don't know, how-to book about seven steps to have a happier life. No, these are words from God, inspired by God, that are infallible, inerrant, and inspired, and also sufficient. And so let's dive into the article. And so the first attitude that we need to have, according to uh, Pastor Tonis, is heartfelt gratitude and joy. He says, One of the most important experiences of my life was when my wife and I attended a dedication ceremony for a Wonka Quechua translation of the New Testament in Peru. Rick and Melanie Floyd, missionaries from our church, devoted decades of their lives so that these people would have the Bible in their own language. People at the ceremony were weeping because they were able to read a Bible in their own language for the first time. They had a parade that wound for miles through the streets of Huncayo. I was deeply humbled by their appreciation of the Bible and have never looked the many Bibles on my shelves and devices the same again. There are still thousands of people groups who do not have translations of the Bible in their native tongue. We should never take God's word for granted. It is a great blessing that God has revealed himself and that we have access to that revelation and Bibles in our own language. And the second attitude is fear and worship of God. God is the greatest thing we could ever try to comprehend. He is perfect in all his ways and staggeringly glorious. When people truly catch but a glimpse of his greatness, they are overwhelmed and forever changed. Our theology, otherwise known as right thinking, should always lead to doxology or right worship and orthopraxy, right practice, or else we have a major disconnect in our theology. On the other hand, if our worship and practice are not grounded in deep theology, worship will be shallow, fleeting sentimentality, and its practice will be merely empty moralism. We never need to fear that our awe will deplete because God is infinite and offers an endless supply of data for our worship and fear of Him. The, event, the adventure of knowing God provides never-ending vistas of glory. And the third attitude is humility. A big view of God invariably leads to a small view of ourselves. 
studying God's word shows us a supremely majestic God and we then learn our place before him. Although we recognize that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, we also know that all we are and have is from his hand and we are but dust before him glorious dust to be sure but dust all the same god is infinite unlimited and holy we are finite or limited and fallen god is the author of life and the source of all that is good god has no unmet needs and does not need us for anything everything we have is a gift from his gracious heart realizing this stops all human boasting in its tracks what do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, what do you boast as if you did not receive it? 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. When we study the Bible, we will at times go beyond others in our knowledge, which could lead to arrogance. This is a heinous but common tendency that God warns about when he tells us that knowledge puffs up but love builds up in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. This arrogance can lead to looking down on those who don't know as much as we do. This means we have to go to war with pride every day. Arrogant and Christian are two words that should never go together. All our boasting should be in the Lord, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31. The fourth attitude is prayerful dependence on the Holy Spirit. Atheists can understand the meaning of the Bible. Even demons can have a highly accurate theology. James tells us that demons are card-carrying monotheists in James chapter 2, verse 19. So there must be some kind of accurate knowledge that does not necessarily lead to God-honoring adoration, worship, and obedience. The key difference is the work of the Holy Spirit. The truth we seek is heart-transforming truth that leads to Christ-like character and to lives that honor and please God. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings us or who brings this to the believer. The illuminating the illuminating work of the Holy Spirit is the indispensable factor in knowing truth that leads to a growing life in Christ. Therefore, as as we go to God's word, we need to pray, "Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law." Psalm 119 verse 18. And the fifth attitude is eager expectation to learn about God. God has given us his word so that we may know him as he is and that the Bible is completely sufficient. I say it again, completely sufficient to lead us to accurate, personal, and sufficient knowledge. God has spoken and we can have sure and growing knowledge of him, but it cannot lead us beyond our finite minds. We will always be limited in our understanding of our infinite God. We should learn to love and celebrate the times when the magnitude of God comes home to us and we find ourselves running out of the intellectual ability to understand all that he is. And the last attitude is heartfelt obedience. There is no more foundational way to express our trust and delight in God than to obey his commandments. Those who earnestly and honestly seek to know God through his word will quite naturally respond with submission to it. God is not pleased with people who are merely playing intellectual games with him, seeking to understand his word with no intention of trusting and obeying him. The, the, the word of God proves itself true when we put it into action in the obedience of faith. As Jesus says, says in John chapter 7, verse 17, If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking in my own authority. The Bible validates its own truth of, truthfulness when we do what it says. Anyway, that is the end of the article. And I'm hoping that this reading of the article by Pastor Tonis is a blessing to you, and especially in how you read your Bible in the future. 
I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.